Well, look at your neighbor and say you're highly favored. Everybody do. Look at your other neighbor and say you sure look good today. Amen. Amen. And um, I want you to turn uh, with me to um, where are we going? Luke chapter 2. Yeah. Luke chapter 2. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. We're in a series called Bullseye, and uh, we... We weaving out. How many really the last two weeks appreciated with all of your heart, Cody and Ashley, what they shared? How many? How many knows that age is not a denominator of gifting and calling? God has callings on all of us, and it's expressed from a young age to an older age. And, and I just appreciate that. And we're going to have um, at times other people sharing from the pulpit. Um, I'm not going to get political on you, but I will say this. Governor, our governor, Bevins, Bevin needs prayer. He's not sick and dying, but, I mean, the wars of hell are after him. I have never in 64 years experienced what we did with the confirmation of the sitting judge. And, guys, listen, it's about life and death in our nation. It's not about politics. That's not politics. Politics is respect, and it's honor, and it's caring for each other across the aisle. It's bipartisan. Politics is working together for the good of the whole of the man of, and the woman and the child of this country. So, guys, I'm going to tell you something. According to Scripture, the grace of God's going to continually increase and amplify, but it's going to get a rougher sledding as we go. So I'm telling you and me, by the grace of God, we got to put on our big boy and big girl pants, spiritually. Not to be weird, not to be goofy, but to take our stand for our children and our grandchildren. How many loves your kids and your grandkids? I'm telling you, we have to fight for them for what God wants to do in these last days. How many believes God wants a revival in America in the last days? How many believes it's already started in places? And how many believes, look around here, a lot of folks showed up for church. We love Jesus. How many loves Jesus this morning? How many loves Jesus this morning? Not ashamed of the gospel. How many knows we're not measured by how good we are and what we've done? We're measured by whose we are. And our Father has declared so much over us. So I encourage you to pray for those in authority, the Bible says, over us, to declare what God says and believe for the revival around the world and especially in our nation. I just want to pray. Father, I thank you for the world this morning and this nighttime, because across the world it's nighttime, here it's daytime. I thank you for the world and where your church, Jesus, is being lifted up today, and your church is worshiping and growing and learning and stepping into their purpose. Lord, I thank you for America, the freedoms and liberties we have as a nation. And Father, we have only one enemy in America, and that's Satan himself. Our enemy's not our brothers and sisters. Our enemy's not who we disagree with. Our enemies are not this and that. Our enemy is the lie of Satan himself. But Satan, you've been found out, and you're not going to continue to lie and sell the lie to people. Because God's Word's going to overshadow this whole thing. And like the waters cover the, the earth and the seas expand, the Word of God is going to expand in our lives and Father, I thank you. You're going to accomplish everything you desire in the last days in America. And we thank you, God, for you having your way in America. We pray from all the way from our president and our leaders in Washington down to our state capitals. 
down to our local governments and the call of God on every man and woman to step into those roles as believers and Christians. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, he's old with that. All right, amen. All right, bullseye. God, we're just looking at a series here helping us understand the power and the focus and the favor to win. And we're going to focus on the word favor this morning. Favor, and we're going to look at what God says about you and I and what God says about the power of favor. So I want you to turn to, as you've already have, Luke chapter 2, verses 51 and 52, and let's look at what it says. You and I have been given favor through God in Christ Jesus. You and I have been given favor to live out this life, and the, the definition of favor is this. The word favor is a kind, gracious, and friendly attitude. A kind and gracious and friendly attitude. How many knows you like to hang around people who are like that? Kind and gracious and friendly. The definition of favor also means approval or support. Approval or support. How many knows that we have the approval and support of Father God and the Lord Jesus himself and the person of the Holy Spirit on this earth? So you have approval and support. You don't have to spend your life trying to get approval of men. You don't have to spend your life being a people pleaser. You don't have to spend your life not finding out who you are, but trying to serve others in who they are. So the word favor means a kind and gracious and friendly attitude, approval or support. It also means to be partial. God loves you. You're the apple of his eye. He has great plans for you and I. And the word also means to make easier or more possible. Golly, I want to operate in the favor of God so my life can be easier, so your life can be easier, so we can things make more possible. All things are possible to him to her that believes. How many is a believer this morning? Say out loud with me. I'm a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, and all things are possible unto me according to his word. Now, God's favor through Jesus rests on all of us as believers. We come into this life free, free, loaded with favor, but we must discover God's favor on our life. So here we go. Let's look at chapter 2 of Luke, verse 51 and 52. Now, this is the story of Jesus. He's about 12 years old. They've lost him in Nazareth where they went as custom as it was for the family. They start and travel back toward Nazareth. They get out a day and a half. They, they can't find Jesus, 12 years old. Jesus is back in, in, in Jerusalem. He is there with the scribes and the Pharisees, and he is asking questions. He is talking to them. He's being about his father's business. So that's what Mary is going through with and Joseph, his stepdad. So they get him gathered up. They're on their way back. And then verse 51. Then he went down with them, going to home, and came to Nazareth, and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. All these things she'd heard and she'd seen, she kept those things in her heart because she's going with all the prophecy given over Jesus. Because remember, God told Mary through Gabriel, you're highly favored. I want to say to you this morning, you're highly favored to do what God's called you to do in this life. Mary was called to have physical the birth of Jesus in the physical you are called to fulfill the anointing and grace that God has on your life. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Now, we always throw that up here to fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers, all that stuff, prophets. 
No, no, that's not what it's talking about. That contains it. But I'm telling you, there's people called to be the vocation you're called. It's the Daniel here or Daniel. Daniel. Daniel's called to the police force. Daniel loves the police force. Daniel lives to serve God through the police force. Daniel has a gift and a patience to do that. Daniel can work other places and make more money. But Daniel, instead they have agreed to follow the call of God on, you believe that Daniel in your life, to be in the police force. I'm not good at being in the police force. I'm going to warn you one time in a whisper. Stop, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I ain't running. But there, there's a favor. When there's a favor on you, listen, when there's a favor on you, you just love doing what God's called you to do. We have people here called in the teaching gifting. We have people called in here in, in the a coaching uh, gifting. We have people called here to run businesses. We have people called here to teach. Um, Frank teaches in a college. You know, Leanne teaches in a high school. We have people called to work particular jobs. There's a calling. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. But we must understand the favor of God has to be upon us. I have two nieces that are nurses. Two operate in UK Med. I have another one studying. They're called to be nurses. They believe that's their calling. I'm telling you, when you believe it's your calling, I don't care if it's flipping houses or flipping burgers. If there's a calling and a grace to do it, you need to be in the middle of it. Stop chasing money. Money will take you down holes you don't want to go, the chase of it. You hear me? Stop chasing money. Money will come if you get in your zone, your sweet spot. Your wheelhouse. Let me say amen. Well, pastor, I thought you said God wanted to prosper us. He does not want to prosper you outside of his favor for your life. He wants to prosper you, but you need to enjoy what you do. I like horses. I love horses. I'm not in love with horses. But I followed the wrong end of a horse most of my life and stepped on stuff you don't want to talk about. How many say amen? But I like horses. But it's not a passion to have a horse. But I like them. And you know what? I, I guaranteed that from my dad. But listen, the favor of God. Listen, a kind, gracious, friendly attitude. Approval and support to make it easier and make possible. Look what it says here. Verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. In stature and in favor with God and man. Wow. So this tells me favor can not only be found and identified, we can grow favor. We can increase favor. And when we increase God's favor, we're going to find wisdom from His Word on what we're called to do, how we're called to do it, our authority in Christ and all that. He increased in wisdom and stature. I'm telling you, when you know who you are in God, there's no weapon formed against you can prosper. When you know what God has promised you is yes and amen, when you know what was meant for evil, God will turn into good, the devil has to take a second notice and go, they're not backing up. When you know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm in the middle of what God's called me to do. Listen, sometimes it takes a while to sort that out. Don't be down on yourself this morning. You say, well, I've already had seven jobs. and Praise God, you're still looking. Praise God, you're still walking and looking forward to what God has for you. So don't let that hinder you. And don't put away childhood dreams. I love hanging around kids because they dream. They don't have any boundaries. 
they'll spend all your money. How many say amen? If you've ever coached any academic or athletic teams, they will spend every dime you got if you just, just halfway volunteer to take them to McDonald's. How many say amen? But that's what they're there for, to dream and to move forward and do what God's called them to do. So Jesus himself had to increase in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Listen, it's tough to fall out of favor with men. How many's got people right now in your life you're probably not in the best favor with? How many's got people you need to receive God's favor to operate in a grace with them? And the Amplified says this, And Jesus increased in wisdom, in broad and full understanding, in stature and years as he grew physically, and in favor with God and man. Say this with me. I have favor with God to live this life. Has anybody here ever kind of got tired of where you've been? Anybody here besides me ever been stuck? You've been hindered back. You can't figure out why you can't shift gears. Has anybody here ever fall, you know, and, and just begin to think, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. I guess my best times is looking over my shoulder at what I think was my good times and not looking forward. Has anybody ever here spent more time looking in the rearview mirror than the windshield of opportunity in God? I'm here to tell you there's a favor on you this morning to step through. I'm here to tell you this might be the morning you yank the rearview mirror off your windshield and throw it in the back seat. We can't go back and change anything. We can't go back and make any differences in those things that's happened. But we can move forward and guarantee the success of God by just listening to what God has for us to be and do. There's a lot of examples in the Bible I want to talk about, um, especially Joseph this morning, because Joseph was lied upon by his family. He was betrayed by his family. He was overlooked by his family. His brothers were jealous of him. But God used Joseph through the pains and the situations and the troubles that he went through to save the whole Hebrew nation. I want to say to you this morning, you might be the Joseph, the man or woman, boy or girl, that helps save your family. It's obvious God's doing something with Jimmy for his family. Jimmy's always asking me to pray for his family. The whole gets saved. How many's got family members this morning that are lost? How many's got family members who are saved, but they're out of church? They're just drifting. How many's got some family members? You don't know where they're at in the family tree, but they're hanging upside down like a possum. They just all do that. God wants to help all these people, and he's going to want to be using me and you. So Joseph's life had many hardships, many trials, but God worked through those things. And when Joseph was second in charge of Egypt, in charge of all of the grain, all of what God had provided for them because there came a big famine. God showed him it was going to be a famine, showed him to save ahead of time. And here come Joseph's family down from Israel because they needed grain to live. And they were before him. And Joseph said unto them in Genesis 50, 20, As for you, you meant evil against me. I want you today, this morning, me and you, to release all the people in our lifetime, who have meant evil against us. There's been people the enemy is using to try to break us down, to hold us back. There's been people that have taken steps and strides to try to destroy us. The devil has used them. I'm asking you with me today, let's forgive those people and let them go. Because I'm telling you, if you hold on, me and you in unforgiveness, we're not going to be able to walk in the favor of God. Because God is a forgiving God. And we've all got somebody here that's trying to hold us back or spoken ill over us. 
or lied upon us or misjudged us or they've done these things or not forgiven us. I believe today is a day of release by the grace of God if we'll do those things. How many can say amen? Release. How many can believe that today? How many is ready to do that? Let loose of it today. Leave this place free. Because Joseph had all those years in prison. He was sold into slavery. He was put into prison. Potiphar's wife lied on him. He had all those years to fester up or faith up. He faced up. He didn't fester up. I festered before. I've been mad at people years ago and hold madness in my heart and found out they never were worried about me at all. Once they did what they did, they went on their life. How many say amen? Did you ever have somebody you dated in your life and they just pushed you to the side and you just held a grudge and you just went on and on and you just said, well, I just hope they're suffering like me to find out they were doing better at that than when they had you. How many say amen? And you just all festered up. Anybody ever do you wrong financially, you get festered up. Anybody jump over you for promotions, you get festered up. I say we faith up and release these things this morning. How many ready to do that? See what God's doing. Let's just close your eyes. If you, if you feel it in your heart, let's just say around. How many people owed you this, owed you money, lied to you, set you up for failure? I'm telling you, people that have been hand orchestrated by the enemy to bring division and distraction and pain in your life. I say we release them like Joseph this morning and let them go. If you're ready to do it, everybody pray after me. Father God, I thank you for the power of forgiveness. I choose today to forgive those folk in my life who have betrayed me, lied on me, overlooked me, neglected me, abused me, I choose today to release them. I forgive them. Because you forgive me, Father. So, Father, I stop being festered up. And I'm being faced up. And my opportunities and my future is bright, is wide open, is bigger than I can dream or think. And I thank you, like Joseph did, for faith. Amen. That was worth the trip today, guys. If you prayed that from your heart, watch things begin to change. So Joseph said, as for me, in Genesis 20, 50, verse 20, he says, as for me, you meant this evil against me, his brother, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So God used Joseph, and he used Joseph and the favor he had on his life to help the Hebrew people live through a famine and move them on so Jesus could come through them. God will move through the trials and challenges and tests of men and women like me and you and people in the Bible, like David, like Moses, like Abraham, like Paul and Job, women like Sarah, who's too old to have a baby, but God favored her and she received it. Deborah had six, seven daughters who were all prophetesses. Mary, the mother of Jesus, received the highly favored call to have Jesus physically. Mary and Martha who were inner core of Jesus' ministry. Elizabeth had John the Baptist highly favored. You are favored to do what God has called you to do in this earth. It is a walk of faith. It is a walk of love. It is a walk of being willing to say, this is not my ultimate place and calling, but I'm willing for God to move me and adjust me. Or maybe, maybe you were born right in the middle and understanding your favor. I'll be honest with you. I am called as a pastor. I'm called as an apostle to see churches planted in Kentucky. We are called to do that together. I am called to these giftings and graces, Brooke and I, 
but down deep on the inside, I'm also, I don't own a cow, I don't own a pig, I don't own a horse, but down deep in me is a farmer. I just can't help it. I ain't seen it. I drive down the road and cross the yellow line looking at cows. How many say amen? Aren't you glad Pastor does that instead of looking at other women? How many say amen? I just love cows. I love pigs. I love horses. I just, you know, I like tractors. You know, sometimes I just drive through places like up at Monty's. I just look at tractors. Just look at tractors. Sometimes I get in and if Monty leaves a kid in my starter once in a while, is Monty here? But anyway, no dead batteries, Monty. I always turn them off. I just, that's on the inside of me. That's favored. You're favored. You're favored in grace to do particular things. Now, my farming thing's set aside, and I still get to do a few things. Um, in fact, if anybody ever wants to have a, a, a just a fun time, close as the circus you'll ever be, come and work cattle with me and Mom and Shauna and Dooley and Kenny. Anyway, I won't go no further. It's a day of marvelous words of expression of faith. But anyway, amen. You've been built in favor to live a life of God's fullest for your life, just like Joseph overcome the slavery and the imprisonment and, and the betrayals he went on. God will, God will not allow any circumstance or any person to hold us back from our blessings, favor, and purpose for our lives. So let's start blaming, let's stop blaming folk for that. And you don't have to live in worry or anxiety anymore. You can trust him. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6, I'll trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in every way acknowledge Him. Lord, we acknowledge You today. We need help being parents, grandparents, husbands, wives. We need help in being children of You, Father God. We need help to stand in the positions and places You've called us to be. We need help in dealing with people in this world who are confused and broken and bruised. We need help today. And you said you would straighten and smooth our path. God, you're able to turn our darkest times around. And listen, if you remember anything this morning, remember this. Remember this one statement. God will never waste a pain you have gone through or going through. He'll never waste the darkest time of your life, whether it's just a simple attack of the enemy, whether it's a, a misstep of you, whether it was something went on in your life. He'll never waste the pain because he wants to turn the pain into possibility. He wants to turn what was meant for evil into good. And He will never waste our pain. But He'll see, He will use that difficulty of our times and bring good and blessing and freedom to others. How many believes that? He will use the very thing the enemy brought against you to bring blessings to other people. And as they're being blessed, you will be blessed. Favor. God's favor and His sovereignty is on our lives. I want to read a few scriptures here as we wind down about what favor means to you and I. Favor. God's grace is upon you. God is giving you wisdom and understanding and you're gaining it every day. You're growing in favor. Psalms 5.12 says this, For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover them with favor as a shield. How many here is born again this morning? How many is righteous called to Christ? You're covered with the shield. A shield of favor. You should expect, you should expect to be blessed. Listen, listen, you should expect to be blessed. When you go in your classroom, you're covered with favor. All of our kids are going to school. You're covered with favor. When you go to the workplace, you're covered with favor. When you go to a cattle show, you're covered with favor. We're covered with favor. We gotta release favor. You gotta believe that. 
You've got to believe you're special. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's trying to tell me I'm special. Say I'm special in God's eyes. You've you got to believe that. You've got to believe everything that happened. I don't know who brought me this this morning. They brought, they put my name on it. You know, thank God. UK played a good game last night. Come this close to beating Texas A&M. Now, how many, how many could care less? Okay. How many could care less that Louisville got embarrassed? I mean, I want them all to do good. Somebody brought me this, put my name on it. Thank you. Thank you. I love UK. I love Louisville. I love Moorhead. I love, I love them all. I'm not going to sit and fight you over it. But I will fight you over God's truth. You have been favored to do and complete the passions on the inside of your heart. God's the one that put the passions on the inside of your heart. And the passions are going to line up with what God's called you to do. And his favor says, for you will bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him or her with favor as a shield. I don't know about you, but I need covering in this world. How many say amen? Anybody ever been driving down the road and got flipped off? Anybody ever got, let's just right now, anybody ever got this, the flipped off club? How many's been in the flipped off club? I ask another question. How many's been on the other side of the flipped off club? You called the flipped off club. We had three people be honest. All right, hallelujah. The key is, the key is God has favored you and me to walk in his grace and his anointing in this life. And his favor, his kindness, his mercy is like oil that greases and greases and greases. Psalms 90 verse 17, let the favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us and establish the work of our hands. God's favor be upon us. God's favor be upon the work of our hands. How many here will actually work with your hands? How many wants God? How many here works with your hands and your head? How many here just don't want to do anything? But anyway, listen. How many? How many wants your the works of your hands to be established with favor? How many when people walk into what you do or what you provide say there's a grace on this or something different about that? And it says. He will establish His favor the works of our hands. Psalms 89, 17. By your favor, you make us strong. Say, by God's grace and God's favor, I'm strong. Stop letting fear drive your life. Stop looking at the, the emptiness before you see the fullness. Stop looking at the negative before you see the positive. Stop looking at what's not working right before you look at what is working right. Start applying favor with your tongue. Start declaring what God says about you. Start speaking favor over your family, over your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren. Speak favor over Pastor Pat and Brooke. How many say amen? Speak favor over our church body. Speak favor that we move from me to we. That we have all things in common. That we learn to live as a family of eight or nine counties and we love and support those who are battling sickness and disease, those who are battling depression, those who are battling loss of Loved ones, those are just fighting their way through life in the Spirit. And as we are coming together, it says by your favor you make us strong. Psalms 30, verse 5. But His favor lasts a lifetime. His favor lasts a lifetime. But, but we've got to renew the oil. We've got to add fresh oil. Fresh oil of the Holy Spirit. Fresh oil of praise. Fresh oil of the Word. Fresh oil of encouragement anticipation of each other. We've got to continually monitor the oil. 
And it says his favor, his grace, his anointing, his wisdom lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night. I want to speak just a minute to the weepers right now. You're going through things and literally weeping spiritually and physically. And you're tired and you're weary and we want to weep with you, but we also want to rejoice with you. And it says weeping may last through the night. That tells me there's a season to grieve and then we need to move. There's a season to grieve and then we need to move. God has helped me with the loss of my father. My father's in heaven. I have no doubt where my father's at. But I had a piece of me wouldn't let go of him. So for 10 years, I have dreamed at least twice a night about my father. And every dream has to be involved with work. <laughs> Everything's on course. But anyway, and God finally got to me. He said, let go of your dad. He's with me. Do what I've left you to do. I miss my dad. How many miss loved ones that's gone on ahead? Amen. But how many of those we're going to see him again? We get to see them again. They get to go first and scout out the land and, and open up the condo and get the almonds on the table. How many say amen? We get to see them again. They get, to, they get to get everything ready and praise God. But you know, every time I think about my father, I have to look back. I look back at that time and that season and that crop and this thing. I had to look back. When I look back, I run over stuff I'm heading forward. So I'm encouraging you and me to follow in that favor. It says, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. There's a time to release joy by faith. There's a time to move forward. How many can say amen? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, the thoughts I think toward you full of peace, not of evil. To give you a future. Future has nothing to do with your past. It's ahead. Future. A hope and a well-being and expected end. So that says God expects us to win, to overcome, and to be victors. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Everything you'll ever need in this life and the life to come is available right now to you and I. We just have to accept it. We just have to believe it. We just have to put it on. Listen, guys. Listen. We must be ready every day to serve and to fight. We must be ready every day to fight the good fight of faith and to serve. Listen, David came down to take care of his brothers in a battle. David wasn't considered a warrior. David was considered too young, too weak, and too untrained. And David went down and made the first pizza delivery in the history of mankind. His father sent him down to take care of his brothers, and he sent him down with bread and cheeses. That's a pizza. How many say amen? He sent him down with a sack to serve. But because of David's heart and David's preparation with God and the favor of God on David's life, David put down his sack to serve and picked up his sword to destroy. Because his heart was right to serve and honor his father and honor his brothers, but then he went from being the delivery boy and the servant to taking care of a major problem. You have that capacity to do that. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly. Everybody say abundantly. So that in these things, at all times, having all that you have need of, and you will abound in every good work. The Bible is full of people who maintain and understand their favor, but sometimes we lose the focus. And we will work on focus next time, and we will talk about two people in the Bible who lost their focus 
but regain their focus, and they finish strong with the Lord Jesus. Listen, guys, it's not over. Say this with me right now. It's not over. My life's not over. I've got future ahead of me. How many believes that? And it's changing one thing at a time, one day at a time, and it's moving forward and believing the favor of God is greater than the problem on your life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today that you're stirring our hearts. Father, you, you told us to encourage ourselves in you. You said, you, you, you declared, encourage yourself in the Lord. So we encourage ourselves today. One, our favor, we're heavily, highly favored to walk as sons and daughters. Two, we're discovering our authority and our power and our grace in you. Three, there's wisdom. And wisdom is a principal thing. And you're giving us wisdom from your word and by your spirit to overcome all attacks, situations, circumstances, problems in life. So, Father, I thank you for wisdom, stature, and favor. I thank you, Lord, our attitudes are full of peace and grace. I thank you, Lord, we're highly, highly favored. We're put ahead of the class because we belong to you. We're clothed in your righteousness, Lord Jesus. We're covered in your blood. So when anything comes up, we're elevated by faithfulness to you, the opportunity, the doors open, to great doors. There's people in this room right now. There's doors. You're standing at doors of opportunity. And you're going to have to put your hand on that door and push it through. It's not an automatic door. It's not just you standing there going to get it done. There's a walk to your faith. There's a talk to your faith. So put your hand on that door, your hand of faith, and begin to push it open because once you touch it, it's going to start opening because God's got so much favor on the other side of you. But he's waiting for us to step through the threshold, step into that new place, and allow God to shut the door behind you. Whether it's a past place of employment, whether it's a past relationship, or it's a place of failure, or even a place of success, let God shut that door and step into the needs and the freshness and the favor that God has for you. And that includes the job you're at, the mate you have, the children you, you have. There's a newness and freshness in them. There's a new season. There's a new season to step into. Shed what needs to be left behind. Shut the door and step in. What God has. Because remember, what God calls you to, it puts you to. And what God sets you aside to do, there's favor to step into. There's a grace. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with man and God. There's favor in God to discover. And there's favor in men to receive. So there's going to be some of you, says the Lord, that it seemed to have been no favor in the past with certain people. You're going to get texts and telephone calls and emails, and it's going to be like they never were that person before, and now the door swung open. God says, that's me. Just step through it. There's going to be some, the door is shut, and it's shut, and it's done, and it's over. Pray for them and love them, but move on. And I'm going to give you the wisdom of knowing who's what and where. And you are going to experience, as you aim for the bullseye, as you aim for the perfect will of God for your life, there's going to be such a clarity on you that you're going to move from missing the entire target 
to moving from the outer three rings to hitting the bullseye of the purpose I've put on this earth. Mordecai told Esther, it is possible you were born for a time as this. God put Joseph, he was born for a time as this. And it's possible, and it is true, that you and I were born for a time as this. To live in these last days, says the Lord. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to shoot the sweet spot of your calling. And I'll prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God for you. Jesus, when we receive that, Father, we thank you.